You are getting ready to listen to the voice of Dr. Radi Ferguson. 2004 Olympian. Four-time national judo champion. Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Author, speaker and coach. Hey, what's going on, man? This is Dr. Rodney Ferguson, and welcome to another edition of Coffee with Rodney. I want to make sure that my headphones here aren't turned on so you guys can hear me. Hear me well. Make sure my stuff isn't on. All right. All right. So... There was, um, the Olympic trials is over and what we've seen at the trials has, has been truly amazing. And we've seen a, a 13 year old in swimming make the Olympic team. We've seen a 17 year old run some phenomenal times in the 200. And I think a lot of individuals who haven't studied how to acquire um, expertise, have some belief in the head that a child or a person has to be passionate about a thing that they want to chase. And you can have just, you can have as much passion as you'd like. Um, if things don't line up for you, you're not going to be able to do them. I don't care what people tell you. Oh, you can do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it. You can do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it and some of the things line up for you. Now, first and foremost, if you choose, if you choose, um, if you choose not to sound like the idiot around the, the dinner table who's just spewing off their opinion about things um, and you want to read the books on how to acquire expertise, you can check out Anders K. Erickson. He has a book on um, the acquisition of expertise. Um, he has several books on it and several theories on it. Yeah, you can read Bounce by Matt Saeed. Talent is Overrated um, by Jeff Colvin. The Talent Code by Daniel Coyle. Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, and, and several other books uh, on the acquisition of expertise. Let me tell you how things normally go. And this is what a lot of individuals don't know. More often than not, the parents choose at birth what the child is going to be focusing on. When it comes to chess, if you look at the studies, both parents agree, which is also there are certain there are certain sports where you really really need to be in a in in, in an in an environment. It doesn't have to be marriage, but the, even if you're co-parenting, you have to be in an environment where both people or both parents agree on the forward progress of the child or the children. Otherwise, there's there's absolutely no way for the child to move forward. I want to make that point too because. One in, and I had to explain this to my dad one day because he was asking me about why can't you make you, um, Rufus and Rod D do X? Why can't you? I said, man, one and one equals two, and one minus one equals zero. I said, that's the co-parenting math, buddy. I said, so if both people agree, then we go, and if both people don't agree, then don't nothing happen, and that's how it is. 
And then you have this situation where the child gets to make decisions in their particular rearing process based upon what they want to do and what they don't want to do. It's a different dynamic. <clears throat> but normally what happens if you read the research is the parents choose, meaning like in chess, because they use chess a lot. Both parents choose that our child is going to be an excellent chess master. And they train them in chess early. Hours and hours of chess. They play chess. The children watch the kids play chess and they play and they, and they get good at chess. Early, a parent chooses to put their kids in tennis. They train their kids in tennis. They train them, they expose them to tennis. They travel and they play tennis. And then they move forward and they do tennis professionally. Then there are situations where there's chance and happenstance. And Matt Saeed talks about this, where he lived in a neighborhood where people had table tennis tables in their garage. And he lived next to somebody in a small town that had a world-class tennis player, I mean, table tennis player. And he was exposed early. It's like um, <clears throat> for the people who do judo. Man, you can do judo and live in... In Utah, and you can train as much as you want to train, and you could do judo and live in a small town in Massachusetts next to Jimmy Pedro, and your your forward tra trajectory can explode. Or you can live in California or Hawaii or in Florida, and you just have more exposure. Those things seem like chance and happenstance, and they are, but they're also based, based around population. So you have the the forward thinking of the parents, which is how it usually happens. And you have exposure to the right mentors and the right coaches. And the other thing is this, on the sports side, on the acquisition expertise side, it is impossible. It is impossible to acquire expertise in an area without being exposed to an expert. Period. Meaning, if you want to be a world-class 200-meter runner, and you say, I want to be a world-class 200-meter runner. Case in point, we have a... We have a, a track club here in South Florida. The person running a, running a track club had some world-class times. Now... Times weren't the best in the world, but if you're in college and you're running a 46, 45, 400 meter, that, those are world-class times. The children who are in that summer track club are exposed to somebody who ran track at a high, high level, ran track at a Division One level in college. Now, if those children want to go to the Olympics, then they're going to have to get themselves exposed to Olympians and world-class people. Now, here's what happens. If you're in the environment and you excel over a period of time, you're going to be exposed to those people. So you go to a judo tournament, you run into, um, in the United States, you run into Nick Del Popolo, you run into myself, Rodney Ferguson, you run into, and the kid takes pictures, parents talk to you, say, hey, do you have any, any camps going on? Can we bring you in for a seminar? And then your kids get these touches and this, and this, this exposure from the experts in the field, and then they, they're around them more and more, and then they have an opportunity to move forward. Because if you don't have those touches and those conversations, man, you don't understand 
what is necessary to get to that level. I was having a conversation with someone the other day about um, I was having a conversation with somebody about Naomi Osaka the other day. And they asked me what my feeling was about Naomi Osaka. I said, man, I don't really have a feeling about Naomi Osaka because I don't know her personal situation. I don't know what she's going through. I just know this. This is when I said this. I know this. When you're an elite athlete, you're elite because you can maintain what other people can't. You can contain what other people can't. You can withstand what other people can't. And you can do things that other people just can't do. And being elite means that you're elite on the cognitive level, the effective level, and the psychomotor level, not just on the psychomotor. There are many athletes who aren't elite because they can't handle the what's necessary to be elite in one of those domains. When you're an elite athlete and you're a professional athlete, amongst ourselves, we understand you have to withstand, go through, maintain, and contain certain things that occur in those environments. I don't have conversations with general poppers, and I'm a general popper now, but I don't have conversations with people who have existed in general population all their lives about things that happen within the elite population. It looks different. They're not going to understand it. They don't know it. They can't fathom it. It looks like it's too much. It looks like they there's more of them than there is of me. So if I'm sitting around at the table talking, they're all going to agree. I'm going to lose based upon argumentum ad populum. So more often than not, I just sit down and I agree with them and I just I just keep moving. And, and I deal with my own frustration about knowing what I know and understanding what I understand. And I have to walk away and contain that and maintain that and then deal with what I deal with because I've been in that type of environment. Um, case in point, um, uh, Caitlin uh, Young is watching. Like Caitlin Young is a very, very intelligent, pretty and attractive young woman. I, I don't have to be around her to know that she has been bombarded with the irritating question of, Oh man, you're so pretty. Why do you do MMA? Like that has to be the most irritating question that people ask her. They don't understand who she is behind the smile and the goofy faces and all that other stuff. She's a killer. She doesn't want to be a killer, but that's just who she is. And the best way to get that thing out so she doesn't, you know, run up on anybody with a box cutter is to let those things come out in the ring and the cage and MMA and Muay Thai and practice, et cetera. And then she can move forward with her life. And the reason why I know this is because I'm very similar to that too. And that's the best way to do it. Put on the pajamas, put on the shorts and the spats and get on the mat, roll around, let some sweat drip in another person's eye, slap them around a little bit and then go home. And it's very difficult to explain to people why you would put yourself through 45 minutes and 60 minutes and 90 minute grind and practice with no bathroom breaks and, you know, spitting blood out of your mouth and a little cut in your eye. And then you go put it together with some crazy glue in the corner. And it, 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 people don't understand those things. 
but they don't understand also what it's like to be elite. And the pressure of the elite are very different. So how do you train the child or young people or people at a, at a young level to deal with those type of pressures? Because everybody on the periphery and everybody on the outside is going to say it's too much. They're going to say you're pushing the, the kid too hard or the person needs a break. Or they're going to say, aren't you worried about burnout? And let me say this about burnout. I don't believe in burnout. No. Can burnout happen? Let me tell you why I don't believe in burnout. If you get burnt out, you're not the one. I I I was I was training. I was training. I was doing good, but then I just got burnt out. No, you didn't get burnt out. As you move through, as you move through the 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 ladder, the it's not an economic ladder, it's an athletic ladder, which has some socioeconomic parts to it. But as as you move through the athletic ladder, it gets less and less at the top. No, you didn't burn out. You fell out, bro, because everybody's not supposed to be at the top. I got burnt out. No, you didn't get burnt out. You you didn't belong up there with those people. Because the people who belong up there, they didn't get burnt out. The people who belong there, they had coaches and strength coaches and technical coaches who spoke together, who gave them time off. They had therapy so they did so that they did not get burnt out. They can handle the capacity of the work and do those things. So they didn't get burnt out. Those are the elite people. The people who are Olympic level weightlifters can put more weight on their spine and on their back than other people can the weight if you put the weight that they put on their backs when they're doing a squat workout you will die why because you're not elite you can't look at the bar and have the conversation with yourself that they have to have in order to lift it you you, you you're not you don't you're not able to do it you just haven't been trained to do it and you're not able to do it it's not a burnout thing it's you that's not your gift Now, let me move into the gift discussion. And this is where people get things confused. The Bible says that your, your gifts will make room for you. Okay. Here's what you need to understand. You have a gift. Your coaches have gifts. Your parents and advisors have gifts. But everybody needs to be operating within their particular gift in order for you to move forward. If somebody is off or the, or the gifts aren't calibrated and they're off and somebody's out of position or you put somebody in the wrong position, not going to move forward. Not going to move forward. It's not going to happen. It's like having a well-trained um, football team and you're taking the wide receiver and putting them at nose guard and you're putting the nose guard at running back and the quarterback is playing defensive back. And you, I mean, you have all these people who are great. They are all gifted. They are all well-trained, but they're not working within their gifts. 
and there will be there will be no room for you all at the top. It's just not going to happen. And this is what's difficult, especially for parents and for kids, because you have coaches that you really like. They're good people. They're amazing. You've been working with them for a long time. And there's somebody who's just a little bit more gifted than they are in that area. And you need to go get those gifts. That doesn't mean you have to leave your coach or leave your team. You need a coach and parents and advisors who are wise enough to let you go get and access those particular gifts and get that touch from that professional so that you can move forward. Man, the ability to acquire expertise is difficult. It requires for you to open yourself up to the possibility of being hurt. It requires for you to understand discernment, where I should be and when I should be there. It also requires for you, if you're young, to have well-read parents. Oh, my gosh. The most difficult people to deal with are mothers in the coaching process. And the reason being is because a mom is a professional mom. The mom is a professional mom, especially when you're a dad. Man, you will never, ever, ever think like a mom, behave like a mom, see things like you you will never never i don't care how much you love the kid love the client love your own kids you are not going to see the situation like a mom sees the situation and if you are a coach and you have to push the child or the student beyond what the mom thinks is reasonable my man you are in trouble because the mom will let you know what they <laughs> what they believe is reasonable. However, being an elite athlete is an unreasonable thing. And what I've heard parents say and what mom says that I don't want that for my kid. I just want my kid to be, watch out for it, here it comes. I just want my kid to be normal. The beautiful thing about normal is it's the step above poor. The thing about extraordinary is it's the step above ordinary. So if you're striving for extraordinary and you don't get it, ah, you'll be normal. But if you strive for normal and you don't get it, you're going to be poor. And sometimes parents, and especially moms, they operate outside of their gift. The gift is to be a mom and to protect and to provide. 
they start coaching and then they're out of position. When it comes to the acquisition of expertise or being really good or being great or extraordinary at a thing, here's what I can tell you as I close. Having the right people around you, giving you the right words at the right time and having the right resources are more important than anything. The right people around you giving you the right words at the right time are more important than anything. Right people. Right words at the right time. And all those things you cannot do if you do not have a high level of spiritual and emotional discernment to find out who should be where. Dr. Ferguson, how do I know who should be where? That requires for you to pray and meditate a little bit. It requires for you to pray and meditate. Because some people are going to get this and some people aren't. And I'm going to close with this. Your whole life can be changed based upon where you pitch your tent. Jesus. Y'all have a super fantastic day. Remember, I love you, but God loves you best. Enjoy your coffee this morning. Your whole life can be changed depending on where you pitch your tent.